Logan, Rod Babers. Austin, Texas Sports, the Horn. Very nice uh, text message to start the hour saying this has been a good week listening to you all three. All three of y'all. Mix is really good. Hope the morning show sticks around for a long, long time. Well, we do too. Hope you stick around That's for right. a long, long time. Listener, we appreciate you. Amen. Amen, brother. means a lot, brother. It, brother. Means and, a lot uh, to us. It does. And uh, you're still getting the tweets and the texts and, of course, about the signal on 1019. You know, if you're out north and yeah. northwest, the 1019 signal can be just fine. But obviously, if you're not... We've told you that there is a plan to upgrade that 1019 FM signal in time, but we don't know what the uh, the, the timeline or the goal line is on that. Tweet but, at me and send me an email complaining. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was actually told to do that. If you if you have any issue with the 1019 signal, really, tweet at me, get my email, send a formal complaint, and it will help us out a lot. Oh yeah, well, send okay. It. Yeah, that, send it. You know, that it. that does help. We're hmm. working with the FCC on some things, but uh, just oh, um, yeah, record of the complaints. Oh, we're trying to that push help, through right? some red tape. I guess is the way you'd put that, but I can't okay. get too far in the weeds. I don't so, even know, and that's above so my. So Texas grade. guy, guy, Texas guy, Ty, Texas guy, Ty, on Twitter, message me if you have a formal complaint, or like you could even go email me, and I'll send it to Ty E Hogan at hornfm dot com. E Hogan at hornfm, and uh, but until while we uh, gather the complaint emails, we're. <laughs> Easily, and there are plenty of them. And we will take your advisement. <laughs> we will also tell you to get the Horn app. Get the Horn app. It's sleeker. It's easier to use than even it was before because uh, they have a little bit of a redesign going on. So get that Horn app. Listen loud and clear wherever you are. Uh, and, and we said this from all, you know, in the weeks leading up to the changes. You know, if you consume the Horn or did consume it on 104.9 FM primarily, that's your habit's going to have to change. You're either mm-hmm. going to have to find it on AM 1260, find it on the app, and if you're in a good spot, you'll hear it on 101.9 and hopefully hear it even more clearly on that signal in the future. But right now, as we are now 22 days to the start of the college football season and we're building this show and the momentum, make sure you have that Horn app and you're locked in each and every day. And it is so simple. Again, in the, in the time mm-hmm. it takes you to send the tweet complaining about it, you could <laughs> log into the Horn app in <laughs> shorter time. You could. Yeah. No, I just, I get I used to be, uh, you know, terrestrial radio guy, too. I had to download the Horn app just a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. if you're watching at the Put office on, or at, at home, YouTube, Twitch. Twitch. You yeah. You see our beautiful faces. Yeah. And, and some people stream it on, like, other applications, yeah. like TuneIn or something like that. And if you, if you stream it. if you're it, on Android, there's a TuneIn. Yes. Yeah, if you stream it, you can doesn't matter. You still can stream it just how you stream Hornfm.com it. Hornfm.com at your oh, desk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. easy enough. And that doesn't use any of your... Your phone battery or whatnot. Exactly. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Rod, did you have a? Well, you wanted to give the Texans stat after the headlines because we have yeah, the Texans score and then in we'll there. We'll get right into some Texans and talk a little Texans well, preseason. So, so then, before the headlines, let me give you this one-minute piece of audio with uh, Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, this is good. So they're at the tee box, right? You got Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau about to play a round. This is just a fun practice round, but you know, here's Phil Mickelson how he operates when it's time to to tee it up. Uh. One second, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I thought we, we – well, you want to do it after? Let's do it after. We'll do both of those after because okay. it's pretty funny stuff. But let's get the headlines, Get make sure these folks are caught up on what's happening in their world, their sports world on a Friday morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. We start with uh, 
Man, what a day in recruiting for the Texas Longhorn football program. Huge win yesterday. Colin Simmons, number one overall recruit in the state of Texas for 2024 and the top 10 prospect nationally, committed to the Longhorns at his high school in Duncanville, Texas. Chose the, the Longhorns over uh, LSU in Miami. 6'3", 225-pounder as a senior to be at Duncanville. Helped the Panthers to the 6A state title last year, 6A Division One. Earned defensive MVP honors in that championship game and a win over North Shore. Nearly unblockable as a junior, Simmons in a 15-0 campaign had 33 tackles for loss, 22.5 sacks, 45 quarterback hurries. Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian has now landed the state's best defensive player in back-to-back cycles. Also earned the commitment from Denton Ryan linebacker Anthony Hill last year. He's already on campus. Speaking of linebackers, also yesterday Texas is a senior linebacker and Big 12 preseason defensive player of the year. Jalen Ford named to the Butkus Award watch list. Butkus presented annually to the top linebacker in college football, lifetime Longhorn legend Derek Johnson. Only Texas player and linebacker ever to win that award. NFL Thursday night preseason doubleheader football last night, including the Houston Texans. They opened the D'Amico Ryans era with a 20-9 win in New England. Rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, a short debut, went two for four over two series, did throw an interception. Davis Mills relieved him and threw a six-yard touchdown pass to rookie wideout Tank Dell. Case Keenum tossed a second touchdown pass. Houston's defense limited the Patriots just 164 total yards on the night. Also last night, Seattle top Minnesota 24-13. There are six more preseason games tonight in the NFL, including B. John Robinson and those Atlanta Falcons in Miami to face the Dolphins. Six more on Saturday, including the Cowboys opening their preseason slate, hosting Jacksonville up in Arlington. Saturday will also feature the Bears with Roshan Johnson making his debut. They'll be a, a home game on Saturday. In baseball, Texas Rangers lead atop the L West as standing at two and a half games over the Astros headed into the weekend. Texas enjoyed the day off. They'll open a weekend series in San Francisco tonight. Houston lost in Baltimore yesterday afternoon, 5-4. to four. Orioles avoided the sweep. Houston will open a weekend series with the Angels tonight. Justin Verlander on the mound this evening, making his first Minute Maid Park start of the year since being reacquired. Dell Diamond, Round Rock pounded Albuquerque once again, 15-1. to E-Train have scored 35 runs in the first three games of that series. They'll try to keep it going tonight with the fireworks, right? Bud Light fireworks Friday tonight, 7.05 out in Round Rock. And golf, Jordan Spieth fired a bogey-free round of 63 at the FedEx St. Jude's Championship yesterday on a soggy course in Memphis. And puts the lifetime Longhorn at 7-under. A stroke ahead of Tom Kim headed into today's second round. St. Jude is the first leg of the PGA Tour's three-week playoff. Runs all the way through the FedEx Cup. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, you want to get to the field sound? You want me to no, give, give me that Texans stat? Give me the Texans stat real quick. Give me that Texans. Okay, so uh, the Texans, <clears throat> of course, are uh, hired D'Amico Ryan's after having two one and done coaches, David Cully and Lovey Smith, unfortunately. So I went and uh, looked up how many one and done coaches they, the NFL has had since 1970. There have been 30 of them, one and done. It's like one and done, Nathaniel Hackett style. Uh, the Texans are one of actually. <laughs> two teams, but it happened three different times, all right, with two teams where a team had multiple consecutive one-and-done coaches in the NFL, all right? So the Texans did it in 2021 and 2022 with David Culley and Lovey Smith, back-to-back one-and-done coaches. Uh, and how about this? You, do you, you want to guess what the who the other team was in the NFL who has had consecutive one-and-done coaches? Cleveland. That's a great guess. It is not. That oh. is a great guess. You want to guess, E? Yeah, nobody will ever guess it because it, you would never think this franchise San would Francisco. do Francisco. It is San Fran. Oh, yeah. Jim Tom Sula. It, Tom Sula and Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. 
Uh, yeah. They did it back to back. But they also, how about this? People don't realize, they did it in the 70s, too. Oh, wow. In the 70s, they did it three consecutive times. 76, 77, and 78. Back to back to back. One and done coaches. Wow. Isn't that crazy? But here's the beauty of it. Here's the beauty. Texans fans, hopefully it ends the same way. Because they hired Bill Walsh right after that. <laughs> That's right. They go 76, 77, 78, and they whiff, they whiff, they whiff, and then they hired Bill Walsh and hit a the grand genius. slam home run. And in 2017, how about this? 2015, 2016, you go one and done, one and done, and then you hire Kyle Shanahan. If he ends up winning a Super Bowl, that'd be another home run for you. Yeah. And everybody believes this year he's got a really good shot. I actually, as a friend, hope he does it. So for the Texans, I know you've screwed up. Two back-to-back coaching hires, one and done. But the last team that did that end up hitting home runs in their third or fourth uh, hire well, and after those consecutive one and done. So it's only happened three times with two teams, but the San Francisco 49ers are that other team, and the other two times they did it, they hired Bill Walsh and Kyle Shanahan. I think those were two successful hires. Hopefully that's D'Amico Ryan for the Texans. No question. You well, you would hope. And uh, hey, look, last night, <laughs> game one, this defense was also outstanding. And, uh, defense you know, was good. We know the Patriots can be quarterback challenge or offense challenge. They, they didn't even play Mac Jones last night, Bailey Zappi. Get out of Victoria, got the start. He looked, yeah. he looked pretty but, good. But, but so if you're just that, watching yeah. the game, the pressure was great. I mean, Will Anderson on two series was getting immediate pressure, almost had a sack, but it got credited to someone else. But he forced the pocket to collapse, and mm-hmm. they got Jonathan Gennard coming off one side. And they, they're going to have pass rush. D'Amico Ryan's going to bring that. They're hoping the best from the second-year corner, Derek Stingley, Jalen Petrie in the back end. They got some dues, and you know D'Amico Ryan's. He's going to start – this is his first franchise. He's going to try to build it around the defense. Mm. Let the offense come along behind a pretty good offensive line and a run game and a young quarterback is going to be the recipe there, and it's going to it's not going to be fixed overnight. But I will say that he's going to you know he's going to build it in. Look at the lines of scrimmage in San Francisco, right? Yep, that's a great point. San Francisco oh, the front seven period, front front seven, linebacking core, which is why which is why when the when the team wanted to draft C.J. Stroud with the second pick, uh, D'Amico Ryan's was adamant. If we can get back up to get Will Anderson, that's a that's the type of centerpiece player we yeah, need. That's what I need. That's my boza. Y'all need y'all's quarterback. I get that because y'all <laughs> want to sell jerseys and you the, the fans want to they want somebody to yeah, root some for. Hope. They want to hope face of the franchise exactly, and that's what the quarterback represents. But I to build this defense my way, I need a foundational piece in that front seven, and he got one. Well, it, <laughs> he got his guy, and he did, I'm with you. He looked good. And when D'Amico Ryan says that Nick Saban told him that uh, Will Anderson was among the best difference-making defensive players he's ever had, well, that's a mouthful. I I need that guy because I need difference makers to make, and, and that's maybe what the Longhorns got yesterday in this recruitment of Colin Simmons, yeah. which we will talk about coming up. But uh, yeah, Texans, I'll say this for the C.J. Stroud debut. You know, he, they didn't have any starters up front except for no. Kenyon Green. So it was a backup offensive line against the Patriot ones on the D line. Wide and receivers, I don't know if they had. Did they have their top wide receivers? They didn't have Robert Woods. Yeah. They, they had Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Tank Dell looks good, though. Tank Dell looks really good. The third <laughs> He's round. He's going to be pick. a problem. He's going to be a problem. interception was bad. Yeah, they had a yes, and he stared, down. he stared it down. He stared it down. Yeah, well, he had gotten sacked, on, and he had gotten heavy pressure right up the middle on the previous two dropbacks, and I think he was a little gun shy and stared down Tank Dell. And uh, was trying to force it to him. Uh, yeah, that's a rookie mistake. Uh, he's going to make those as a rookie. But I, I'd like I need to see C.J. Stroud behind the full offensive line, Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard, and because that that is supposed to be a strength of that team with Shaq Mason at guard. Yeah, they resigned with three of yeah, them. Titus Howard, just Laramie Tunsil, yeah, uh, Shaq yeah, Mason just yeah. came in. By the way, Sha- Shaq, Shaq Mason, the right guard. 
Shaquille Elijahwan Mason. That's his full name. I love that. I love those one, parents. One of my favorite players. Hey, they appreciate. I love those parents appreciating Elijahwan like that, man. Good for them. Shaquille teaching that, raising that kid right. Is what they doing? <laughs> I thought he was going to be a basketball player. I think he got too big. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. You know what? Ate his way into the O line. That's okay. In the right. NFL, you good. Can I play this uh, Bryson Phil conversation? Please do. All right, here we go. About a minute long. This is at the first tee. Again, Phil Mickelson talking to Bryson DeChambeau about a little friendly wager. Play a little golf today. What do we got? <laughs> here's here's, here's uh, Phil Mickelson. What's up, man? How are you? Great good. to see you. You doing all right? Very good. Good. What's up? So, what, uh, what are we playing for? What are we playing for? I haven't thought about that. You what do you mean you haven't thought about it? Well? What, what were you thinking about? Okay, well, Cameron and I will play you guys. You and okay. uh, Honor Bond will play you nine holes for a G. Perfect. Uh, straight best ball. Perfect. Uh, and when you're down, when you're closed out, you can press for half. Not the full? Not the full. Okay. So you got to win the match to win. Yeah, and if you want, what we'll do is we'll go 28. If you shoot 28 best ball, uh, it's double. Perfect. I love that. Okay. That sounds or good. Or better, 28 or better. He's played in a lot more of these sorts of things, so he, he knows he knows how to make a deal that works in his favor. You know, we I actually max it at that. I don't ever play for more because okay. I, you know, I always I want to keep you. it friendly. That's right. Just so you know, Camo and I, we don't do Venmo, PayPal, any of that bullshit. Like Straight cash. cash. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Just so right. we're clear. Is there a First America bank around here? So no, yeah. <laughs> there you go. We don't, do, we don't do Venmo. Straight cash, homie. That. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow. We don't do any of that. Not Venmo. Just so you know. No. Straight cash. Don't don't tee off if you don't have the cash in your bag. He sounds like a better. That's the way he speaks. Like <laughs> the terminology, he's dropping it right. Oh, by the way, this he's is just, a recent video at the live event. He's just this is at a practice round for a live event, which oh, means man. you know, in his statement, he claims that man. he's through his addiction and he's got it dealt with, and that that was pretty recent. That video right there. With yeah, Bryce but listen, he everybody's definition of kind of addiction is right. different, and he may not think he's addicted. Others may be like, "Man, you got a problem." He's like, "I don't have a problem. This is friendly wagering. Not this is recreational for me." Yeah, it's like recreational drinking. Some people define recreational. I'm just uh, going like, how many drinks do you well, have well, a if day? You're, if you're yeah, drinking, say, you know. 30 drinks a day, and now you're just having one or two, that's probably a problem. It is, but that's why, that's why I say everybody lies to their doctor about it. When your doctor says, how many drinks do you have a week? And I was like, ah, about three, four, a day, a week, a week. <laughs> yeah, hey, we don't do any of that BS. None of that. Exactly. We'll have bullish or BS before the end of the hour. We're not doing that Venmo. <laughs> they don't know that well, I'm crap. like, Phil, why not? It's the same deal, right? You're just transferring cash from an account to your account. What do you mean? But he wants that cash he in his hand. He wants in hand. You said he carried, you said he, he you carried like 50 Gs in his bag one time, right? Yeah, I heard that story. Yeah, I read that story yesterday. The IRS might stop this dude and be like, bro, well, where are you getting all this cash? Well, then, exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> why would you, cash like why would you not do Venmo? Yeah, Joe Trace. Yeah, exactly. Hey, when I got my uh, grandpa's bowling bag, I opened that up. There was like six hundred bucks cash in there. Just, just what? Just pack, fifty G's. Pack of cigarettes, lighter. Was it for like, betting on bowling? Yes. Oh. Same deal. <laughs> he kept it in the bag. That's where. That's where I get. Uh, I think that's where I get my addiction from. Cash that only. is great. And yeah, you got to have that because you don't want to deal with wifey and none of that in the accounts. So now I just have cash want, on the side. Oh, by the way, that's the you accounts. Know, yep. We we talked about Texas A and M yesterday, and then their 12, 12 man or twelfth man plus foundation. Mm-hmm. Getting shut down because of the IRS's memo. Yeah, you think the IRS is going to look at this book and say, "Hey, Phil, let's go back and look at some of this. How much? How much were you making? <laughs> what were you doing? Hey, yeah, yep, yep, no paper trails. Cash only. Says, you're right. Cash only. Now, if you're going to bet, if you're going to bet, as, be as prolific as he is in betting. Yeah, you won't. You want to deal in cash. I would also say if you used to bet, cash. you know, a billion dollars back in the day, according <sighs> to uh, Billy Walton, uh, you know, a G 
Over nine holes, 1,000, I guess. Oof. When's I thought it was a G a hole? No, he said a G, nine holes for a G, I think is what he said. You keep it friendly. Keep it friendly. You know, cash only. <laughs> keep it friendly. <laughs> friendly well, and, and think about it. To your point about something people think differently, Bryson's going because Phil's like, well, okay, what are we playing for? And he goes, I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> what do you mean you hadn't thought about it? So what are you thinking about then? You're Why are you out of here then? You think we're what playing are you doing golf? <laughs> think about your score? That's how MJ is. I mean, MJ bets on everything like that too. Yeah. You well, know? and of course, that's... You know, that is, uh, I mean, Bryson DeChambeau's an SMU guy. He's all about the mathematics and the angles mm-hmm. and geometry and all. He's like, well, I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what are you doing, man? You're trying to get, make some cash out here. All right, Straight one more on, on the golf because Roy, uh, Jordan Spieth is your leader <laughs> in uh, Memphis. But here is uh, after the first round of the FedEx St. Jude. Uh, it is Roy McElroy asked about Phil Mickelson. And, you know, Roy McElroy, the North, North, Northern Irishman, never – Never against throwing a jab. I mean, he needs to throw a jab. Totally different topic. The talk of the golf world is this book excerpt that came out uh, about Phil Mickelson. I'm curious what the your reaction, what the reaction in there was when you read about it. Um, I mean, at least he can bet on the Ryder Cup this year because he won't be a part of it. So. Oh. Wow. Ooh. There to go, Rory. Damn. There to go, Rory. Man, I, you know what? That's what I. I'm not gonna lie. I like how petty golf is getting. I like that live made golf a little bit petty. It's great. It's great for your sport when your stars are starting to get petty and taking shots at one another because it's just trash talk. It's like uh, promoting a fight. Uh, it's the same thing, right? We saw it with the women's national title game this past uh, last year when they had record ratings because the women kept smack talking each other and doing the Tony Yayo, you can't see me, John Cena celebration. All right, trash talk. People love it. And that's why that week five game between the Jets and the Broncos, nobody gave a damn about that game <laughs> prior to uh, Nathaniel Hackett being called out by Sean Payton for one of the worst coaching jobs in the NFL, in history, by the way, of the NFL. And then Aaron. Aaron Rodgers saying, keep my coach's name out of your mouth. And now we're like, I got to see it. I want to watch it. I want to watch that. I'm telling you, now that you're getting petty, the NBA does it all the time. The NBA, they they stay petty. Talking it's, trash. Oh, that's a petty league. That's a petty league. Uh, but I love that golf's getting petty now. Talking some trash. You got some villains in the sport now. It's great. It's Did good you, for golf. Uh, speaking of two petty stories, I was watching Hard Knocks, HBO, see episode one. Remember they're playing the pylon game where the quarterbacks are trying to Hit the pylon with a pass in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're allowed to say things to each other. To distract them. To distract them as they're throwing. And at one point, uh, Nathaniel Hackett was making the throw to the pylon, like 25 yards to the pylon. (laughs) And Aaron Rodgers said, Sean Payton. Ooh, Ooh, the got him. <laughs> and he threw it like a worm burner. I love it. I love it, man. Say, you watch that game, you know they're going to be touchdown celebrations in front of Sean Payton, uh, crotch grabbing, all oh, kinds yeah. of stuff going oh, down yeah. that oh, game, yeah. man. It's going to be great. Also, the Petty's Petty Story of the Week, the Chicago White Sox. Oh, baseball they, getting petty. Remember they traded a pitcher to the New York Yankees before the deadline, and then that pitcher started talking trash about them, nice. saying the culture's terrible, yeah. people are sleeping in the in the bullpen. Uh, what a mess. So they played the Sleeping Yankees this the week. <laughs> they played great. the Yankees this week in Chicago, and he came in to pitch, and they left his name off the scoreboard. Blank. <laughs> <laughs> like the home <laughs> team. Like they wouldn't put his name up on the scoreboard. They wouldn't announce him. That's great. Petty. Petty, Chicago won that series, too. They did. They did. That's why Aaron Boone's probably going to get fired here shortly uh, oh. for the Yankees. But, yeah, no, they wouldn't Fantastic. put his name up. Yeah. They got everybody else's name, not him. It's great. As I was saying, get, let's say, man, let's make, get sports, make sports more petty. It'd be more entertaining. That's exactly no doubt. right.
All right, we'll get into uh, Rod's rant, bottom of the hour. Uh, is it going to be focused around Colin Simmons? You want to talk some Colin yes, Simmons? Yes, actually, it's it's um it, it's inspired by Colin Simmons. I want to talk Texas defense a little bit and okay. talk about how you know big time players make big time plays in big games. Let's talk about some of those big time plays and some of those big games from last season. And uh, so, ho- hopefully, uh, Colin Simmons will be one of those guys in the future. But who are the big time playmakers for the Texas defense? We'll talk about that. I love that yeah. and. Uh, uh, we'll have that. But uh, as for Colin Simmons, we told you yesterday the, the leans and all the crystal ball projections were for Texas. I think there were some uh, anxious times when his teammate, the running back, committed to LSU because there was a commitment ceremony, not just for Colin. There were several mm-hmm. Duncanville players committing. <laughs> they always are. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a factory <laughs> of players. And, um, you know, his his teammate committed to LSU right before. And we know LSU was a, was a prime target. And, of course, Colin Simmons dons the, uh, the UT cap and – uh, he is going to be a Longhorn. It's a big time get. I mean, it's, uh, it's huge, man. And even just like on a more macro level, Rod, to to, to land the state's best defensive player in back to back years. Um, after landing, think about what he what Steve Sarkeesian in a short amount of time has done. And I think you have to mention NIL and the ability to uh, you dip into the Texas One Fund, big money donors. But, but there's more than that, right? Because I think the national narrative will be you know just that. But at the same time, when you hear Colin Simmons talking about. You know the the South Dallas the pipeline family. and the players and the family atmosphere and the culture that Sark is building. Uh, that's working. That vision is working. Uh, but you know, since getting here, Sark has landed the nation's number one and one, number one quarterback in back to back cycles. Quinn Ewers was the number one quarterback, right? And then mm-hmm. he's transferred back. Yep. That was now a number one ranked player. Mm-hmm. Arch Manning, number one quarterback now in back to back cycles, has landed the number one defensive player in the state of Texas. So both sides of the ball, plus the offensive line recruiting. You know, this thing's going in a good direction. Yeah, it seems like when uh, this staff puts, you know, a player higher up on their board, like, uh, hey, this is a can't-miss guy, we got to have this guy, uh, they don't, they, they get him. And they got some rainmakers on this staff. Sark is a great closer. We know that now. Shout out to the Texas One Fund. TexasOneFund.org, by the way. TexasOneFund.org. But shout out to all the BMDs and the, and the boosters and the donors doing a great job of keeping Texas at the forefront of the NIL arms race. That way, the NIL won't be an issue. It would be an issue if Texas couldn't keep up. Then you wouldn't even be in the conversation with recruits like this. But Texas, that's NIL is not a question. It will always always be about the young man's experience. Uh, the coach does he like the coaching staff? Does he does he like the culture at Texas? And all those boxes were checked. I mean, a great interview from uh, Inside Texas with Colin Simmons, and we'll play some of those cuts for you. Um, but he essentially keeps referencing the culture. Uh, he, when he talks about what he likes about Texas, when they ask him on the visit what he saw, what he liked, um, he talks about Sark and the family atmosphere. So you got to give Sark a ton of credit. That was one of the things that stood out. And he also remarks about how you know this staff, they were very consistent in their recruiting. They never dropped off. And he admitted to testing the, the, the coaches. Like wow. going, going, you know, going uh, quiet, <laughs> uh, going, you know, zero dark 30 on purpose to see how other coaches will react. Do they remain consistent? Are they going to persist? Do they, are they going to get aggravated by it? Do they get annoyed by it? Like, what happens? And he said he liked the way Texas handled everything, the entire recruitment the whole way. And so I, I think it, this is a great reflection on Sark and their ability to close, you know, on the like – you, you just gave the list – the best athletes at, you know, prospects in the country. Well, remember the Arch Manning recruitment began when they were at Alabama, and so it's been a deliberate – process for Long Sark time. and A.J. Yeah. Milwee, Kyle Flood, um, you know, and, and the, you know, Colin Simmons, the Longhorns were one of the first in recruiting him, uh, identifying him at Duncanville even as a sophomore, uh, the guy that they really want to target. And how about this quote, Monica 
McCarley, the mother of Colin Simmons, says Steve Sarkeesian, he's my guy. He's my guy. So you win, Mama. Got to figure out who that decision maker is in the in the uh, family, Rod. Yeah. Who's going to help pull the pull the pull the trigger on this deal? And uh, Monica McCarley, Mama. M- mama's 70 percent of the time. Mama, <laughs> Mama's a safe bet. Yeah, you get Mama, you're good. I mean, and, and Mac Brown knew the way to my mom's heart uh, when he sat down on my mama's couch and drank her sweet tea. He knew Mama was all about the education. Yeah. Nobody in my family had graduated from college, so Mama really did. She, Mama, she. She believed in me, but Mama was like, "Man, if you make the NFL, great." But I don't—that's not what I'm concerned with. I need him to get the degree. And Mac made my mama promise, like he will graduate from the University of Texas, and he actually fulfilled the promise after I got done in the NFL. And he told me, he said, "I made your mama promise. I need you to get back in school. Yeah, I'm so you can get your my degree. word on that." He was one, of, but that's that's the relationship that you want. And like I told you guys, I committed to Sally. I didn't commit to Mac. I committed to Sally Brown over the phone. Me and Sally was talking about my then girlfriend that I was dating and our plans to get married and her to go to Texas, too, and all that. I committed to Sally over the phone, not to Mac, because Mac made it about the family and she was the matriarch. And Sark is doing something very similar about how he's situating himself and getting himself entrenched in their family and how they see him as family. Um, that's, That's big for the culture. All right, we will, uh, speaking of that interview Inside Texas did, we're going to talk to Jerry Hamilton this morning. He conducted that interview. He was at Duncanville High School, so we'll take you behind that curtain of what went on yesterday in Duncanville with Jerry Hamilton uh, later in the program. Also, to come this hour, we'll go uh, a little bullish and BS on some big stories out there, but Rod, uh, we'll get you a rant coming up. Uh, Texas defensive players, who are the standouts coming up? Part of a busy Friday, a football Friday here on E and Rod B. Quick clarification on that uh, NIL story from Texas A&M. I mean, we, as we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but because people have asked, well, you know, these players going to be able to still benefit from NIL or the IRS oh, coming after it. No. This was about the IRS telling A&M, look, you, if you're going to take donations from big donors, yes. that's not tax deductible. Exactly. To them. Mm-hmm. They can't, because if you give money to the Longhorn Foundation right now, that is a deduction, right? You can, you can. Yes. But if, if, if this, if you're just giving money to the 12, 12th Man Plus Foundation is what the IRS's memo said. If you're just going to give lump sums of money, you know, there's no benefit there. You're just giving money to a, to a fund that's going to go to players. That's not, we can't write that off. Uh, so And they're giving perks. Yeah, you're getting perks for that. Between, yeah. You know, but that, that's, that's, you know, if the IRS wasn't going to say anything about that, that's just money laundering, right? I mean, <laughs> if you can write it off and you can, uh, you know, that's. Yeah. Your words, not mine. <laughs> well, come on. Uh, but but still, the the, NI, the fund will continue. Yes. It's just the, the the donors have to decide if they want to give that much if it's not going to be written off their yeah. taxes. And that's um, why Texas decided they weren't going to pursue the loophole advantage with the state law. They were like, no. "Nah, it's not worth it because we don't need Uncle Sam sniffing around here." No. <laughs> well, look, and, and I know there those, have been questions yeah. about the players paying their taxes. Yes. Oh, because please stay on top of it, guys. Well, Conti has said that over and over that we've we've got financial literacy classes. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to help our student athletes in all sports. All 500 student athletes understand 
what this name image likeness means. We can't get involved in their actual deals, but we can certainly help them with how to no how to handle it beyond yep. just collecting. But I, I love that con like 18, 19, 20 year olds don't know how to pay taxes. I'm like, come on, this has been happening forever. Once you get to the NFL, <laughs> I mean, Rod, don't you have to pay taxes every state? Like every state. Every state. But you have to play an account then. Yeah, you got every state you play in. And every state's got different tax laws and stuff like that. Yeah, it is a pain. Yeah, actually, I, I got to hire getting, someone, right? Yeah, pretty much. I had one year where, yeah, I had to get audited basically because. I just kind of kind of lost track of some stuff. Came after it came after me a couple of years later. Like, hey, in 05, you forgot to pay taxes in like these states. And I was like, oh. was, but I had a tax guy. Kind of screwed it up. Yeah. It wasn't even my Dang, fault. Tax so, guy. Yeah, that tax guy. You well, can't think about you. You played guy. eight eight road games a year. Yeah, so you, exactly. And you, the pre all that and all that. You got to throw all that. You ought to see. I mean, yeah. I've, I've talked to guys who do do this or have played Major League Baseball, and you play oh. 162 Major League Baseball games. Oh. And then in the same city multiple times and travel. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The tax. I didn't think about that. Assessment that they have to go through yep. because it's, yeah, you're different states, different tax laws uh, in all of those states. NBA's like that, too. These are big chunks of money. Huge <laughs> chunks of money. Yeah, right. Wasn't, I mean, I was making good money, but you're right. Some of those guys, they got multi-million dollar contracts they've signed. So you're talking about some some big time money. So, yeah, you definitely got to get, if these young guys here are smart, and I know they are, you, they should already have CPAs. At least, at least, a, but advisor, at financial advisor, yes. stuff like that. I mean, you should, honestly, tax should be taxes should be part of your education. No honestly, question. in high school, no question. Considering you have to do it for your entire life. Yes, and they it's should teach important. you taxes in high school, yeah, right? Wealth management, money yeah. management, taxes. Well, at least taxes, because we all got to yeah, do financial that. literacy. We should yeah. all be taught it. It should be a basic. Uh, by the way, donations to the Longhorn Foundation are not tax deductible. They used to be, right? They used mm. to be at the Longhorn Foundation. I think that rule changed. Can I give you that uh, Warren Buffett quote that I mentioned earlier? Give it to me. Because you're talking about playing the long game like Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. Our man David Beckham playing the long game from maybe the greatest investor of all time, Warren Buffett, Rod. Oh, yeah. Let me see if I get back to the top here and get this one. Uh, no, 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 no. I got a Warren Buffett quote for you. Here we go. It's my favorite one. Give it to me. Warren Buffett, that. he once said, this is his key to investing. He said, invest in a business that even a fool can run. Because one day a fool will. <laughs> it's yeah. a great one. This one says <laughs> uh, to the long game: you can't produce a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. Ask Will Chamberlain. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you can't produce a baby in one month by getting nine women. I like pregnant. that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Take your time. Ask Antonio Cromartie. Ah. <laughs> Elon <laughs> Musk. Still will take longer. <laughs> this says, yes, they used to be tax deductible. Thank ah, you very much see? for that. Yeah, you know what? I, I've I, never, I'm, not, I'm gradu- not a big money donor or booster. So. I mean, you know I what? You don't have to be big money. TexasOneFund.org. You don't have to be big money. You can just donate $10 20 bucks. a week. Yeah, to not whatever you want to do. And every little bit helps because that's how you get guys like Colin Simmons. It doesn't hurt. There. It doesn't hurt. Hurt. Let's dive into Rod's rant, uh, the first of two Rod's rants today. Uh, we've also got some bullish and BS before the top of the hour. Let's hit it. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, oh, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's oh. rant of the day. Hold on to your butt. All right, I was inspired by the Colin Simmons commitment to uh, look at the defensive side of the ball for Texas, and uh, I was thinking about big-time playmakers. And, uh, you know, how do you really, how do you quantify, you know, a playmaking ability? Well, one of the stats that tries to do that is the uh, havoc rate. 
havoc plays. Six of these are big plays by the defense. Forced fumbles, interceptions, PBUs, tackles for loss, or sacks. Havoc rate. Yes, they're called havoc plays on defense. That. I think my man Colonel Craig Flowers in his horse racing stable should have a horse named Havoc Rate. Yeah, uh, that, that is a good one. I like that. Good horse racing. <laughs> havoc Rate. That, that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then you can, and based on those havoc uh, stats, you can, you know, you can then compute a havoc rate for the entire team. And last season, Texas was, in 2021, Texas was eighth in Havoc rate in 2021. Eighth in the Big 12. Eighth in the Big 12 in Havoc rate in uh, 2021. And when you looked at the top 33 players in the Big 12 for Havoc plays, the ones I just brought up, force fumbles, interceptions, PBUs, tackles for loss or sacks, Texas didn't have one player, zero players in the top 33 in the Big 12 in 2021. That's, <laughs> that's how lackluster they were on defense. They just didn't have playmakers. Fast forward to 2022 and give the defensive coaches a ton of credit. When you look at Havoc plays for 2022 and Havoc rate, Texas led the Big 12 in Havoc rate in 2022. Now, some different um, websites or some different um, entities may have a different definition of Havoc rate, so they may have their own numbers um, because some people uh, had Texas second and some of the stats I looked at, but most of them had Texas leading the Big 12 in Havoc rate at, uh, at around 18, a little over 18% uh, Havoc rate, which is a really, really good number. And like I said, in 2021, they were eighth. And now you got them in the Big 12 leading or at least top two in the Big 12. And the number one uh, defensive playmaker in the Big 12 who had the most Havoc plays was Jalen Ford. He led the Big 12 in Havoc plays. He had 19 of them total. That's over one and a half per game. As a matter of fact, Texas had three of those players in the top 10. DeMarvion Overshone was number nine. Jade Barron was number 10. Both of those guys ended up with 15 Havoc plays between them. That's 1.2 per game. Deshaun Jameson actually snuck up on the list at 33. So you technically had four players in the top 33, and you had zero such players in the top 33 in 2021. And like I said, Texas, their havoc rate, 18.9%, which actually led the Big 12. And if you look at secondary and front seven havoc rates for Texas uh, and nationally and where they were ranked, they were 43rd nationally in havoc rate. And their, their front seven was 37th. And their back, their secondary, uh, their defensive backfield was 58th. So your front seven was really good, actually. One of the better teams in the country at being able to create havoc. And we know that because Texas actually led, or at least one of the leaders, in pressures nationally. They were top ten in pressures. Uh, Number two, I believe, Pro Football Focus had them in pressures. And because of Jalen Ford and all the plays that he made, uh, Texas had an opportunistic front seven because he made a lot of plays from that linebacking court at that second level. Problem is with Texas, though, they need more of these types of players to make more of these plays. They only had 14 takeaways uh, in all in 2022. And remember, when PK spoke to the media, he said they had 14 takeaways, but they had 21 what he called missed opportunities to make plays, Uh, which means I'm I'm assuming that they had a chance to get an interception or recover a fumble that they did not. Uh, So this year and 27 sacks this year, but 13 missed sacks is what PK counted and told the media uh, last week when he spoke to them. So you had a chance to make more of these splash plays um, and Texas just didn't. So as a team, um, you want to see more, but you had a huge leap 
an exponential leap in improvement for Texas from 2021 to 2022 in playmaking ability. And hopefully that improves again with more familiarity in the system, adding more playmakers like Jalen Catalan um, and bringing back playmakers like Jalen Ford. Well, and, you know, I, I know there's 11 men, 11 guys on a football field on either side of the ball, but, you know, one player can make a huge difference. I mean, think about, oh, no think about what Micah Parsons brought to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had good players on the Cowboys, and Micah Parsons, you know, they added some other guys, and Dan Quinn was a part of it. But when they, when they had Micah Parsons, the defense changed. Yes, it, it just did. changed. I mean, it, uh, uh, you can see it on offense, too, um, you know, with a game-breaking type player. And that really is, I mean, you can see the recipe for Sark and this staff and what they're trying to build with the continuity on the coaching staff. That, that continuity leads into the recruiting trail, too, Rod, uh, which the, with, the, with the consistency on a player like Colin Simmons. But, you know, big humans up front, mm-hmm. speed on the outside, and then win the elite player. Yep. Because if you're, you're good up front and you can win the line of scrimmage in the SEC, even in the SEC, and you've got great weapons on the outside, good quarterback play, and then you have some elite guys that separate games – no, that's the recipe. I mean, that's uh, that's not you know any, that's not any trade secret there, but yeah, you got to have havoc players that that disrupt the game, exactly. change the game, disruptors. That's a great way of putting it. And I think I think on offense, I would call them you know the guys that the, and you would be a part of this rod and game planning. The defensive coordinators stay up late trying to figure out okay, what are we doing with that the, dude? The, the, yeah, the force multipliers, the guy <laughs> who has so much gravity that defenders are attracted to him. We Xavier Worthy has gravity. They call it gravity. He you have to you have to have defenders rotating around him constantly, and you want guys like that force multipliers like that because not only are they going to make everybody better but they make the scheme easier all right they make the they execute because oh it cleans it up for the quarterback he knows are oh, you going double x man that means he's in one-on-one coverage those guys they clean up the scheme and make every make the process i think easier for the quarterback too well and that's why it's not always on the quarterback think about uh, the, go back to the cowboys michael parsons changed the defense remember the year that dak prescott was quarterback without any receiver help Ooh. And then they traded for Amari, Amari Cooper, Cooper. Yeah, and it exactly. changed. Yeah. It changed, yeah. right? Yep, yeah, yeah, different offense altogether. Well, what that wasn't just Amari; it was how the defense then had to play. Exactly, because you only got eleven guys. Look at the Eagles. Yeah, when they got AJ Brown, That's changed right. everything. everything. It's like, well, we got to play them different now. Because so I, I I'm, I'm with you on the defense side of all. You do have Jalen Ford, Jaday Barron. I think they, those are havoc players. Hopefully, Barron Sorrell becomes more of a havoc player this year. He takes a leap. That would be the hope. Uh, also, in the secondary, Jalen Catalan is known for being a playmaker. So you add another guy as a playmaker, too. Ryan Watts, that's not really his game. He's a guy that's kind of a shutdown guy, so I don't see him making a ton of plays on the ball. But I will say, Jaron Thompson could make that leap this year. He's the elder statesman in the secondary. He, he, he's been in that scheme longer than anybody else. He's been starting in the secondary longer than anybody else. He's one of the best coverage safeties actually in the country, pro football folks grade-wise, and we know now he can bring the hammer. He broke the hammer a few times last year in the box, so I think he could be one of those guys that ends up taking, you know, ascending to being a Havoc player, a Havoc playmaker on defense. You just need more of those, because you lost two. You lost to Marvin Oshon, and you lost to Sean Jameson, too. I'll give you a couple under the umbrella of if he's good enough, he's old enough. That would be Anthony Hill Jr. and uh, Colton Colton Vosick. Yep. And I mean, if, if, I'm with, if, I mean, if, you know, having to block him every day, Christian Jones, the six year senior, called him Baby Boza. Now, you know, fans are going to be like, well, you never blocked Boza, so you need to tap, <laughs> to tap the down. break. <laughs> <laughs> slow down on that one there, brother. But that, yeah, would tell you that, that would tell you that Colton Vosick, the, the freshman from Westlake, is at least getting noticed and um, take making. And again, I'm not saying Colton Vosick's be on the field for a ton of snaps, but in important pass rushing situations, I'm with you. he and Anthony Hill could become a havoc player. Yep.
because of this, their natural pass rush ability. You can have a pass rushing package. And I think of those guys. I think of those two players, and I think not only do you now have them, A and M and Oklahoma don't have Colton Vosick and Anthony Hill Jr. because you flipped their commitments. Those were two huge developments last year, mm-hmm. and now you've gotten Colin Simmons over LSU as of yesterday. Good stuff right yeah. there in Rod's rant. Uh, we will come back when we do. It's bullish or BS. I'll I'll pay off that tease from earlier. What you know, the old wife beater T-shirt now has a new name. <laughs> We'll ask if you guys, if you're bullish or BS on it. <laughs> Indeed, well, I'm going to be bullish on it because I don't want to call them wife beaters anymore. I don't think any of us do. <laughs> also, uh, the states on the, on the heels of Phil Mickelson's addiction issues, the states where golfers drink the most beers per round. Oh, what? <laughs> we'll have that coming back in bullish or BS. It's uh, Ian Rodby on a Friday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all-sports leader, the, the, the Horn. Time for Bullish or BS on some topics around the sports landscape and maybe outside of it. Brought to you by the Austin Gamblers, your uh, undefeated pro bull riding team here in Austin, Texas. The Gamblers at 5-0 and this season. They're going to be at uh, Anaheim, California this weekend for their next weekend event. So keep an eye on that. You go to austingamblers.com for tickets for their event in a couple of weeks. Only two weeks out now to Gambler Days and Gambler Weekend out there at the Moody Center with music and the uh, high-octane bull riding that you're going to see. Uh, but you can watch it. We, we talked to J.J. Gotts earlier in the week, Rod, that uh, mm-hmm. you can go to Pluto TV and stream it. And then on uh, Sunday, the bull riding events are going to be on CBS Sportsnet. Big time. Yeah, on the like CBS Sportsnet on your cable provider. Austin Gamblers bringing you bullish or BS. You bullish or BS on this, Rod? The wife beater T-shirts that uh, we need to change that name. Yeah, are now called wife pleasers. Hey, wife pleasers. You like that? I'm with that. I think we're all Bullish. trying to please wifey. Yeah. There you go. I might yes. start wearing them now. Yeah, sun's out, guns out, man. I gotta go. You know, because yeah, wifey wants to see me all toned up. You know, showing off the pecs and all that kind of stuff. That's the thing. You got to look good to wear it. Like if I put that on, I'd look like a tuba chorizo. <laughs> <laughs> chorizo. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you know what? I, you're right, because back in the day, you didn't have to be fit to wear that shirt, a wife pleaser. Now, I guess, it might be a different perception. Like you said, your your little brothers are wearing He it. wears the gold gym across the yeah, street to work out. Exactly. Like, dude, come on. It used to be like a slovenly kind of gross thing, but somebody, you're right. Somebody texted and said, yeah, I see guys at the gym, these kids today wearing the, the wife pleaser t-shirt. Wife pleaser. Shorts and Crocs. Nice. It's a bad look. The wife, I wonder, so who is, um, who's actually, this marketing campaign is this to make it a wife pleaser Ooh. instead of the old politically incorrect term. A wife, wife pleaser. Wife pleaser. This is. Uh, like, what what company is this? this is a, it's got to be an Gen underwear Z. company. Gen Z. Okay. Gen Z has decided. It's been decided on TikTok. And oh, Urban Dictionary. And okay. On the, uh, on oh, the, also, they're basically, this is. In the, the Reddit rabbit hole. You're right. Okay. So, <laughs> so this generation, they like the shirt, but they don't like the term that the oldies like uh, us use for the, the shirt. Yeah, Soft. Good to get rid of that. Okay. Yeah. Soft. There you go. Soft. Or just maybe a little bit more kind. Uh, a little more kind. A little more enlightened. Yeah. You know, we don't like. Nobody wants to. Be no. a wife beater. Yeah, that's, that's, that's gross. Now, my wife beater, wife, when I think of wife. those shirts that are called, T-shirts called wife pleasers, uh, when I think of them, I think of my grandpa Pete. He used to wear one because he would do construction. Then he'd come home, he'd take off the top shirt, and he'd have that on. And my grandpa had, um, we'd go down in the basement there in Ohio, and he had this great big belly. But it was like as hard as a rock rod. 
<laughs> like literally, like it wasn't like fat. I don't know how he had, he had this great big belly, and he so he'd, and, he, and I, he'd go hit me, and I'd hit him right in the gut as hard as I could. I'm like six years old, and, he, and, and, and it hurt my hand. Yeah, see, there you go, man. Those Doing the abs back in the day. Yeah, he, but it was he, it was like like he was pregnant. <laughs> Maybe he still had the uh, the muscle really, in there. It was just like a little bloated. Well, bloated. yeah, because he was a little, he was a little heavy. He he liked to drink the Pabst Blue Ribbon, oh, but man. then you know, he worked hard all day. He was just laying drywall. And I'm, yeah. He was doing You going to let your grandkids just punch you in the stomach? Sure. <laughs> kick Are you in, in good the, enough shape to do that? Uh, one of these. I'll get there yeah. by the time I have grandkids. Plus, they'll step on your you-know-what. That's, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, do. you don't want to do that. So I'm glad they changed the name of the show. It's good. Because we had a lot of insensitive, politically incorrect stuff happening. Some of that gets a little petty, but that's that's probably rightfully a good good change yeah. of the it's name. like the rule of thumb you know the origin of the rule of thumb uh-uh. it's, it's like i believe that old english law allowed you to beat your wife with a stick <laughs> as long as the stick was wasn't wider than the width of your thumb oh gosh I it was no thicker that. than your thumb uh, that's the old wives tale about it but either way my point is we had a lot of ignorant <laughs> terminology and things we were using back in the day like to skin a cat is actually supposed to be to skin a catfish Oh no! Because nobody likes skinning a cat. That's no, disgusting. No. That's horrible, you right? But we say that all the time. You like, skin cats. Yeah, exactly. You're going. Yeah, you're. You're ready to be a serial Dahmer. killer. There you go. Exactly. Uh, uh, anyway. All right. Bullish or BS? What do you have, Ron? Uh, bullish or BS for me? Oh, actually, that was it. That was how, my bullish. How about BS. this one? How about states where golfers drink the most beer per round? Are you bullish on your state? What state do you think Tide drinks the most beer per golf round? Eighteen holes. Florida. Winner. 4.8 beers per 18 that was holes. That too easy. That was too easy. 4.8 beers. Number two? Oh. Um, oh, it's going to be in the Midwest somewhere. Right here, baby. Yeah. Texas? Texas, 4.6. Okay. So That's just because it's hot. North Carolina, Mexico, <laughs> New Mexico at 4.3. Three-way tie for fifth. Pennsylvania, Nevada, Missouri. Beers per round. You know, the game of golf is 18 holes because that's how many shots of, <laughs> of whiskey there was. That's true. You could take 18 shots. Is that a real thing? So they, that's exactly right. Look it up. The origins of the game of golf. 18 so shots. An in alcoholic a origin to yes. the games of golf. Yes. Yes. Well, that's why I've always got into these. So betting and uh, betting and drinking were always a part of golf culture. It's always always been, it was it was rooted in the. Well, that's when I get in the, the argue with my buddies at the at the club, and they're like, "Well, you know, game. It's really a game, and it, you know, they call it a game." Yep. You're right. you, you can call it a sport if you want. It's become a sport. It's on sports television. They're athletes sometimes that play golf. But really, it's a game. It's a game. You're trying to put a ball in a hole with a stick. That's true. End of the day. That's a good point. And you drink. And you drink. And you drink. No, I, I, and or if you're Phil Mickelson, you gamble a lot. Yeah, people are, I always say, I always criticize golfers. Like, man, you stand out on the course for three hours. How are you doing? He's like, what do you mean? Car girl. Yeah, Car exactly. Girl. Car like, girl. You're having a good time out there. He's like, you need to come hang out. And I was like, okay, I, it must be a lot more fun. Then I uh, give it credit for. Uh, Ty, what do you have in bullish or BS? What are we bullish on? Uh, two people were arrested in Missouri after driving around in a car with a license plate, set, customized license plate that said, We high. <laughs> we high. So. Not we too low? They weren't arrested. It doesn't say the charges here. They weren't arrested for the license plate. It was a legal license plate that they uh, paid for. But are you bullish or BS on customized license plates? Uh, I've never had one. Never thought about it. 
I'm 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 bullish on it because sometimes it can be kind of cool. It is cool, like Seinfeld, the Ass Man. I'm, I, you know, <laughs> I see I see uh, customized license plates. Ass Man is a great one. Yeah, I see them like uh, tattoos. That's not I don't have any problem. There's no judgment for me on people to get tattoos. I've just never thought about taking that step to customize my license. You have plate. no tattoos on your body. Not one. Ty, how many tattoos? Two and a brand. Two and a brand. Yeah, I got. I two. got branded. I got two tats. I should need to tell you that, Rod. Ty I got branded more. by a girl. He was looking for the affections of a female when he was like 14 years old. Yep. Did you close the deal? Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> Wait, what was it, like a coat hanger Not or like something? That, but she customized a coat hanger and put it on my back. Damn. Did you at least he let a 14-year-old lady, young girl, brand him with a coat hanger. Did you date her at least? No, but I, I converted. Good. He's got the brand. <laughs> the brand to prove it. We're back. Headlines and more coming on a Friday.